that's when I had realized, okay, I cannot start a new grade, teach in a new school and continue the way that things were going. And I need to really sit down and figure out how I'm going to make this work. Um, And so that's when I started to really reflect on what I had been doing, which was focusing on things that were outside of my control and just entering my my prep time and my planning time without a plan. Uh, and so started putting that into practice and, um, you know, simplifying planning and giving myself routines to be able to leave work at work. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts, action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. Well, hey there, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to episode 170 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm your host, Amber Harper, and hey, I have a question for you, and be honest. How many times have you sat down during your lunch? I eat lunch in my classroom, so I'm using myself as an example too. During your lunchtime or your planning and prep time, and you know that you have a crap ton of stuff to do, like your to-do list is so long. And you find yourself, instead of getting that to-do list done, just sitting and fretting or crying or staring off into the distance thinking about how nice it would be if you didn't have to do all of those things. Show of hands? Yeah, I can't see you, but I really do see you, okay? We've all been there, and that's why I decided to invite my guest today to come on to the podcast to talk to us about something different that we can do besides looking at that pile of papers or staring at our computer screen and doing nothing. You know, I'm all about doing something different for the sake of getting different results. And that's what my friend Stephanie Palabchik does. Stephanie is a productivity and planning coach for elementary teachers and the founder of Teaching Little Leaders. She's also a kindergarten teacher and the host of the Teacher Time podcast. Stephanie helps elementary teachers leave work at work with simple time management strategies and planning hacks that they didn't teach you in college. Lord knows that is so true. 
As a toddler mom, full-time kindergarten teacher, and resource creator, she knows that busy teachers like you need solid systems. She believes that you deserve to spend less time prepping activities so you can get back to weekend freedom and enjoying the best part of your job, teaching students. One of the many reasons that I really love and appreciate Stephanie's work is that she has learned through experience. And what I so appreciate about her podcast and her presence on Instagram, uh, you can follow her at Teaching Little Leaders on Instagram, is that she really does share her experiences with time management and she teaches those those strategies that she will talk about here on the podcast um, on her podcast. And she really does help teachers to really streamline their productivity. And that's something that we can all use. So in this podcast, she's going to share with us ways that you can better make your never-ending to-do list feel more manageable, um, how to determine what you should work on during your planning time, and of course, how to decrease decision fatigue with one simple strategy. You are going to love her. You may already know her. I know you're going to appreciate her story and why she started the Teacher Time podcast and Teaching Little Leaders in the first place. And so without further ado, let's dive into my interview with Stephanie Polovchik. Well, hey, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us on the Vernon Teacher Podcast tonight. Hello, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have our conversation. So tell the listeners a little bit about you. Okay. So I am a kindergarten teacher full-time. I am a mom to a three and a half year old daughter. Um, and then I also am a productivity and planning coach for elementary teachers through my business, Teaching teaching Little Leaders. Um, I host a podcast, the Teacher Time podcast. And basically I just, outside of teaching in the classroom, I focus on helping elementary teachers feel capable of getting their important tasks done so that they can leave work at work over the weekend, despite the fact that we're so limited on our time. Mm, We need that so badly. I don't know if you saw my stories last week, but I finally hit like a breaking point. I was like, I'm pretty good at time management. Like I would consider myself a time man, like really good at at managing my Mm -hmm. time. And I just had one of those days where it was just the pile just kept on growing. And so I know that there are listeners out there that are like, yes, this is me all the time, or they have experienced something where they just feel like they ha- that never ending to-do list is just, is what it is. It's never ending. So I'm so glad you're here to share your expertise. We're going to get that- to that in a second, yes. but I would love to hear a little bit about your teaching story. Like how long have you been teaching? Um, where, where are you in the world? And uh, tell us a little bit. And, and then of course, with it being the burn in teacher podcast, I love to hear if you have a story of burnout and how you kind of came through that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's see, I have been teaching for nine years now. Um, I, I was, before I was a classroom teacher, I was a teaching assistant and I did that while I was, uh, going into, while I was going to grad school. Um, and so I, while I was a TA, I just, and I was going to grad school, I just absolutely loved it. Like going to work never felt like work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then same thing, you know, once I got into my student teaching and, and starting my job, it was like so exciting. So I started, I taught 
second grade for two years in North Carolina. And then we moved to Virginia. Now I live in Maryland, but I still do teach in Northern Virginia. And I have been teaching kindergarten ever since. So the past seven years have been in kindergarten and I absolutely love it. Um, I do too. It's yeah. just the best. I feel like I get paid to sing and dance all day. I mean, obviously there's a lot of other stuff too, but yeah. it's just so fun. It is. It's so fun. And I was really hesitant to to join um, as a kindergarten teacher. I was like, I, I don't know about this. That just seems like a whole other world. But I don't know. I jumped in and I never looked back. Like I just cannot even imagine like teaching another grade at this point. So mm-hmm. same, same. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you have, I, I have so many questions about um, what led you to create, you know, the teacher time podcast and teacher time university. Did that all come because of maybe some burnout that you experienced because of your time management, like kind of let us into maybe a story of burnout that you have and and just how you went from, you know, not having teacher time to, to leading, you know, to owning this, this business and helping so many teachers with their time management. Yeah, I, so, you know, like I shared, I was so excited to start teaching. Um, I just, like it never felt like work. I was so excited about it, but I think I was so wrapped up in the teaching part that I kind of forgot about all of the backend stuff, the lesson planning, the systems, the organization, the grading. And I just jumped in and I was like, yeah, it's going to be great. Like I, I, I do have this like natural knack for working with kids, I think. Um, and I've always been told that like I I am able to build a good connection with them. That comes naturally to me. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of was like, yeah, it's going to be great. That's all I need to do. And you forget almost about all of the other things, especially when like you have to do them all together. You know, like, yeah, in college, you're writing lesson plans and you're, you know, doing some prep work, but when you have to do it all together and then there's other responsibilities as far as like parent communication and meetings and committees falling on your lap, um, it's it all just kind of piles on kind of like you had said before, you know? And so um, when I actually got into the classroom, I that's when things really fell apart, like on the back end. And it wasn't like overnight. It was just slowly but surely. I mean, I would sit in my uh, in my classroom during my prep time whenever I did have one. And I would just kind of like have my head in my hands. I would feel really overwhelmed and defeated and just kind of like unsure of where to start, which would lead to then bringing work home with me and working all weekends. And, you know, you you do that enough and it starts to wear on you, you know. Um, so like, honestly, by the end of my first year, I felt like I was coming home crying like every day. Mm. And then- because it's not just the back end stuff too. You're like still as a first year teacher, really ironing out your classroom management and things like that. I mean, you know, even nine years in still, still (laughs) always learning and working on that, right. We never stop learning, but especially, especially in that first year, you know, it's really overwhelming. And everybody just said, well, the first year is like that, you know, that, that happens. But then I got into my second year and I still was struggling with managing everything on my never ending to-do list. And it, it led to the, like, just not doing anything during my, during my school day and then just bringing everything home. And then inevitably having this, um, 
this like cycle, I call it the, the cycle of, um, like overwhelm because basically what happens is, you know, you don't get everything done that you need to get done at school. So you bring work home with you, you're working over the weekend and inevitably you have more to plan and prep once you get back to school, uh, you know, the next week. And it just kind of, you're constantly playing catch up and, um, never feeling prepared and always feeling overwhelmed and defeated. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just kind of feel like I was experiencing that over and over and over again. And I felt like I just want to focus on teaching. That's, that's what I want to do. I, all of this other stuff is so overwhelming to me. And eventually in my, by the end of my second year, I was Googling what else can teachers do? Because I truly was like, this is just, this is not possible. And I don't want to stay in a career where I feel like I have to just work all the time, you know? Mm, Absolutely. Um, It it felt like it was hard to foresee a future where like I would have any kind of balance. And I know that's like a controversial word, but um, just, it just felt like my life would always be teaching and work. And as much as I love that, I didn't want to spend 24 seven working. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously I didn't end up leaving teaching um, and I did, and I did find my way out of that. And I think it it took a lot of like reflecting and mindset shifts and, and making some changes, like just personally, um, inside and outside of work, you know, we did move, um, after that second year. And so we did realize that we were far away from family and being closer to family was something that was going to bring us more happiness, more support. And so we did make a move. And I feel like doing that, that kind of gave me the kick to like, okay, this is like a fresh start and I need to figure this out. Otherwise this really is not going to be sustainable. And so once I made that switch to teaching kindergarten, um, that's when I had realized, okay, I cannot start a new grade, teach in a new school and continue the way that things were going. And I need to really sit down and figure out how I'm going to make this work. Um, And so that's when I started to really reflect on what I had been doing, which was focusing on things that were outside of my control and um, just entering my my prep time and my planning time without a plan. Uh, And so, you know, started putting that into practice and, um, you know, simplifying planning and giving myself routines to be able to leave work at work. And then of course, some, just like some mindset shifts, uh, as well. I'm over here smiling ear to ear because you're speaking the burden language. <laughs> like this is all about taking responsibility for yourself. This mm-hmm. is about thinking about what's within your control. This is about shifting your mind and not becoming a victim of the career, right? Like you did all of the right things when it came to taking control of your time. Like no one is going to come and save Stephanie, right? Right. So right. you have to save yourself. And if and if something is important enough to you, you're going to find a way. Mm-hmm. So you started obviously doing tons of research. Mm-hmm. Ref- I love that you said you you talked about reflecting and really building your self awareness around mm-hmm. you know what was working, what wasn't working, and again mm-hmm. taking ownership of that. So you learned all these strategies. You did all this research. So what made you decide that, wow, like I want to teach other teachers how to do this because it seems like you found freedom. Hey there, I'm interrupting this episode really quickly to tell you about my newest free workshop, How to Tackle Your Teacher Burnout in 30 Minutes. 
Okay, okay. Truth be told, you can't fully cure your burnout in 30 minutes, but you can learn some incredibly important mindset shifts and steps you can take today to begin to see dramatic results tomorrow. The fact is, you have to be willing to make changes in your own life now if you want to keep changing the lives of your students. And heck, not just the lives of your students, but your life as well. You know that's important too, right? In this free on-demand workshop, you'll learn three mistakes that most teachers make that will keep you stuck in burnout for far too long. You'll learn three actionable mindset shifts that will help you begin to tackle your burnout without the self-care lecture, by the way. And you'll learn the process to design a personalized burnout plan to help you tackle your burnout and thrive in the classroom and in life. And spoiler alert, in this less than 45-minute workshop, I'll also give you an opportunity to save money on my signature course, Burned in Teacher University. But I only offer this to teachers who are truly ready to make some big shifts in their lives. And it starts with this workshop. So if when you think about your career in education, you immediately feel stressed and overwhelmed, consider this free workshop and the free accompanying workbook, your free toolbox for preparing for changing your reality today. Are you ready to take action and do what's best for future you? Wherever you are on your burnout journey and no matter your burnout type, this workshop is guaranteed to help you to take a next step that is best for you. Who wouldn't want that? Go to burnedinteacher.com slash workshop today. Register for free, print out the workbook, pour yourself something nice, and begin to change your life in less than an hour. Listen, I remember the moment when I knew I had to do something truly different. And unfortunately, my moment came in the form of sobbing to my coworkers about my dog crapping in his kennel. There was nothing pretty about that moment. And I don't want that for you. So before you hit your rock bottom, and heck, even if you have, jump over to burnedinteacher.com slash workshop today and do something truly different for your burnout. While your burnout isn't your fault, it is your responsibility to move through it. So let's do this together. I'll see you there. Now back to the episode. So yeah, this is really funny. So I, I was, and I was doing that for a little while. And then I had my daughter in 2019. I returned to work after a little maternity leave. Um, and I was totally exhausted, you know, like that stage of parenting where you're in like that newborn, you know, just past mm-hmm. newborn. And so like the sleep, I mean, was horrendous. And I started thinking to myself, like, I felt like a zombie going to work, but I started thinking to myself, man, this would be really stinking hard, like even harder if I didn't have systems in place to help my, to, to allow myself to stay on top of what I needed to do. Like I would literally be drowning and Mm -hmm. incapable of working if it wasn't for that. And I remember we were walking into a team meeting and I looked at my teammate and I said, I think I think I want to create a course that helps teachers know how to get their planning and prepping done during the week so that they can leave work at work because like we need that. And she was like, that's a great idea. You should do that. And, uh, that was January, 2020. And so then, um, I opened the course one year later and the podcast started, uh, that following April, April, 2021. And I just haven't looked back. That's so fantastic. I love that story. And 
So similarly, I mean, that's where burn and teacher came from is that I learned all these strategies of how I could take myself out of burnout. Mm -hmm. And when you learn something and you feel that freedom from that challenge that you were having, you know, that was really putting you into some really dark times, Mm -hmm. like the teacher in us really wants to share that. We want to share what we've learned. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that story. It's really super. I I get goosebumps when I hear people. I love a good transformation. That is my favorite thing. (laughs) So I brought you on here specifically because I know that especially this time of the year Mm -hmm. when it's dark and it's cold and we are definitely deep into our school year, Mm -hmm. even someone who has strong time management habits can kind of lack that motivation and lose some of that discipline and maybe fall into some bad habits. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would love for you to share some strategies on how uh, how some teachers can, can really take back their time. So I have a question for you. So my first question is what are some ways that you can make, um, what are some ways that teachers can make that never ending to-do list that I hear about all the time? How can we make that never ending to-do list feel more manageable? Yeah. So I think the first thing, and this sounds so counterintuitive, but ditching your long to-do list for a more focused and limited to-do list that's prioritized on, on like based on importance. And so what I mean by that is like, for example, on a personal example, when I was like in that state of overwhelm and burnout, I would look at this long, ne- literally never ending to-do list because you think you're done writing it and like, you're like, oh yeah, like I still have, you know, X, Y, Z to do. So I would look at that and I would feel like, just overwhelmed. I didn't know where to start. And so what I found was that if I knew what to do before my prep time started and I could focus that on just like two to three important tasks before, before that prep time started, I think that's a key there. Um, it, made it feel a lot more manageable. And it sounds silly because you're like, no, well, wouldn't I want to try to get like everything as much as I could crossed off of my list? But the the honest truth is that we only have so much time, right? And so that never ending to-do list is always going to be there. There's always going to be more to do, but we have to give ourselves a stopping point. And so um, by giving yourself you know, your top three tasks to do that is going to one, allow you to feel some success. Like, Hey, like, look at that. Like I said, I was going to do these three things today and I did them. And, um, it's also, it's also just going to give you like a way to start your prep time less overwhelmed, if that makes sense. So, you know, like if I'm, yeah, if I'm looking exactly, it's achievable. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> if I'm looking at a list of three things, it feels a lot more doable than if I'm looking at that long list. So narrowing down that list is a huge first step to make. So how do you determine then what you should work on during yes. your planning time? So that's the natural next question, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, so I have that list. Okay, you're telling me I should I should narrow it down to the top three things. Well, how do I know what to work on first? And we were just talking about this on a live class that I did recently. And um, the 
the way that you do that is you have to ask yourself a couple of questions. So you have to ask yourself what is urgent and what is important. So the way that I like to do this when I'm feeling stuck is I'll make that brain dump list and um, then I will look at it and I'll ask myself, okay, what on here is urgent? And I'll put a little star next to that. And then I'll go down that list again and say, okay, what is important? And I'll put a star next to that. And anything that has two stars, I know I should probably prioritize this within the next day or two. So that's a quick way to just kind of figure out what should you be doing first, um, you know, if you're feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. I also, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to ask for anybody out there who kind of want, wants to know, because here's the thing in teaching, it seems like everything's urgent and everything's important. So, <laughs> which then means nothing's important, which means we just sit there and do nothing with our head mm-hmm. in our hands, like you were talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that cycle. So what's the difference between something that's urgent and something that's important? Yeah. So something that's urgent would be something that's due, you know, like soon. So let's say that, you know, your report card comments are due like, you know, in the next day or two, that would be something urgent that you would need to do. It's also important because you have to have those done. And something that's important would be maybe something that doesn't have like a, a set due date on it, but like you still need it. So for example, or like the due date isn't, you know, coming up, but you still need it. So like copies for next week, that's important. You're going to need that. So that would be something important. Um, the other thing that I like to think about is what is going to help me move the needle forward in being able to leave work at work. Right. And so like laminating a center activity, I, I can really, I could really leave it. Like, it'll be fine. I went my first two years without laminating a single activity because the laminator broke and they never fixed it. And so like, it was fine. You know, the kids did fine. So that would be an example of like something that is not going to move the needle forward in me being able to leave work at work over the weekend, but getting my lesson plans done and getting my copies made, that's going to make a difference. So I should make sure that those things are are a priority. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I can, I'm thinking of all of these examples in my head of where I've needed to really make those segmented lists of what really is the most urgent and what's the most important, especially around that, you know, the end of the grading period for sure. Yeah, totally. Here's a big one that I have for you. Decision fatigue. How I love talking about this (laughs) because it's so real. Like even down to like, I don't even want to pick out what I'm going to wear. I'm just going to, whatever, whatever I I'm just going to close my eyes, whatever I touch, I'm wearing it. (laughs) So how do we decrease that? Like, what is, what is your experience with that? And what do you suggest for that? Yeah. So decision fatigue for anybody who isn't familiar, decision fatigue is what happens when you are making so many in the moment decisions that like your brain is just like, nope, enough. I can't do it anymore. Um, And so it leads to either making like impulsive decisions or, lack of action. Um, and so not doing anything, which neither of those things are, are going to be helpful for you. So, um, what, what I have found to be the most helpful thing, like the key to staying on top of it and being consistent is pre-deciding what you're going to work on during your prep time. And I do this with something called a prep schedule. So that was one of the very first things that when I made that decision to make some changes, um, that was one of the very first things I I made that I came up with. And all I did was I asked my, or I said to myself, 
you know, what would be really great if I knew what I was going to do before I sat down for my prep time, because I'm spending so much time sitting here wondering what I should work on that I am running out of time and it, it's, it's wasting time and energy. And so all a prep schedule is, is just a schedule of what you're going to work on when throughout the week. And so you're basically like sitting down and pre-deciding it. And for the most part, it can stay the same every single week. You may have to make some adjustments during like the end of a grading period, right? Um, to how you're going to apply that or like a short week. But overall, if you can pre-decide what you're going to do, then you are taking away one more decision that you have to make during your prep time after you've been teaching kids all day or, you know, like when you're totally exhausted. Decision fatigue. (laughs) Decision fatigue. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds so amazing. So all of these tools that you create, do you use them yourself or do are they so deeply ingrained that you just, how, how do they work for you? Yeah, so I do. So I, I always sit down and I make a prep schedule at the beginning of the year. And that has become so natural to me that I really just make it once and then I can think about it. And I know, you know, kind of how I'm going, going to adjust. Um, and, yeah, so that that's been pretty natural for me. But yes, I do use those otherwise, I would be totally overwhelmed. And we all have those days or weeks where things do get overwhelming. Um, And so I just like to remind myself like that it's just temporary and it's going to pass. And like, I always know at the end of the grading period, like I might be a little more stressed right now, but um, it's, we're going to get through it. Yes. Uh, That's how I felt last week. We had uh, progress reports to put out. And quite honestly, we had forgotten they weren't on the calendar. And Mm -hmm. that that day that I was really struggling was the day that my teaching partner walked in. She goes, did you know progress reports are due today? And I was like, oh, what now? (laughs) Uh, So I definitely had to rearrange my schedule a little bit. Um, And I did give my, I gave myself the grace to say, um, Mm -hmm. I will have them done today, but I will have them done tomorrow. And And that is okay. Yeah, it is okay. And I didn't get fired. So no. <laughs> it worked out like even, even like even the burned in teacher, you know, even Stephanie, you know, I, we have days where life happens, you know, I think sometimes yeah. that there can be that, um, that misunderstanding that like we have it all together and everything's perfect and we're never overwhelmed. And, and that's crazy because we're still human working with young humans in a school. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I have a quick question. So yeah. your teacher time university, is that open all the time or do you only open at some certain times uh, throughout the year? Cause this episode is going to release at the end of January and I would love to send people your way. Yes. So I only open a couple times a year. So we are, um, we won't be open when the episode airs. Um, but I open in always in the summer and then usually once, um, once in the winter, sometimes we'll do like a quick open in the fall, um, you know, kind of after after that back to school rush has faded down. So and I do that because the way that we run Teacher Time University is um, I stay with you for for a four week like support group, too, as you go through. I mean, they you know, everybody gets access to the course for life, but it's just like an, a little, you know, a little teacher friend by your side as you go through. And if you have questions and just kind of helping you set up that prep schedule and things like that. Sure. Um, but I do have some, you know, f- free downloads. I have a free teacher productivity quiz um, that I'd love for teachers to take to get a couple of, you know, resources and ideas um, next steps for them. So for sure we can, um, share those links. 
Awesome. Yeah. So will you tell um, the teachers that are listening where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So I am at Teaching Little Leaders on Instagram and really any social media um, outlet. I My website is www.teachinglittleleaders.com. And you can listen to the Teacher Time podcast pretty much anywhere where you find podcasts. So awesome. pick your favorite awesome. platform. And we were just chatting. So Maggie Jarvis, who yes. was a Vernon Teacher University student, she was also a Teacher Time University mm-hmm. student as well. And it was just really yes. cool to hear her on your podcast. And I love like we, and we got the sweetest email from her and she was talking about how, you know, for, from, from me and from you and um, support, I believe from Andriana, yeah. that all of these things have worked really well in helping her to really feel like she's thriving as a teacher. And that is just such a gift to hear that, that she is doing so well. And it really comes back to kind of what, how we started this interview with you talking about you making the decision to say, I have to do something different. I totally agree. And Maggie's a great example of that. And, you know, it's funny, Andriana and I often talk about how the like key things to really like making teaching sustainable are making sure that, you know, your mindset is in check and, you know, your, your systems are in check and, you know, your time management and then also your classroom and behavior management, which is what all, all three of us talk about. It's like the perfect combination. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I love that for her too, because she just has like such fabulous tools in her pocket now. Hmm. I'm yes. It's, it makes you proud, right? Like, yes. Somebody out there thriving with, with what you have learned, you know, through your own experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, Stephanie, it's been so nice to chat with you this evening. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners tonight before we sign off? I just want to say that, you know, it's important to remember that you can be an effective teacher without working 24 seven and to just, you know, remember to give yourself grace and keep it simple when things feel hard. So that's it. That. It all starts with that belief and that decision, mm-hmm. to do something different. Well, Stephanie, yes. thank you so, so much for joining us today. We were, I'm so excited for teachers to hear you tell your story and to hear your strategies. I know it's really going to help a lot of people. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. I've loved it. All right, my friends, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Burn on, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned-in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned-out teacher to burned-in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on.